You're listening to the David Bumble Networking Podcast. Very good day interviewing a lot of Cisco engineers. We discuss all things networking, CCNA, CCNP, CCIE, Python, automation, the books, the exams, the future, your career. Another long day at Cisco Live. We talk to the authors, the experts, the leaders, and people like you and me. David Bumble coming to you from Oxford in the United Kingdom. Now, here's your host, David Bumble. Hey everyone, it's David Bumble. I'm here in Austin, Texas at the SolarWinds offices and I'm really excited to introduce you to Jeremy, who's the original creator of GNS3. Jeremy, welcome to the show. My pleasure. So Jeremy, architecture in GNS3 is quite a complex thing. Can you like kind of explain yes, what it's yes, about? Of course. Yeah. So GNS3 has uh, three major parts yeah. for architecture. So we have the we get out your way. Yeah. UI part, so user interface. We have the controller uh, component. And then we have what we call compute servers. So uh, basically the UI talks to the controller using a REST API. The UI is the graphical user interface that you install yes. on your desktop. Yeah? So the UI can be the current desktop interface or in the, in the future, the web uh, interface. So it's like the interface to, to see your topologies, to perform actions like start a node, stop a node, uh, link a node with another one. So everything is done through APIs. So it means we can have multiple uh, user interface talking to the same controller, and the controller is responsible for managing the projects. Uh, the controller has a comp uh, entire view of your topologies, uh, which node is connected to where, etc., etc. Like all the project management is done in the controller. So API. So it also means you can have scripts. Uh, talking to the controller using the, the API. So it's very, very flexible. So the controller uh, then talks to compute servers using an internal API. And the, the compute servers are uh, the one who actually perform the emulations. So Compute server will uh, will interface with emulators like Dynamics, VMware, VirtualBox, QMU, etc., etc. So in there we have emulator, like we can say it's a QMU, and inside QMU you, we actually run the, the nodes. Yeah. So inside QMU we have a node here. So like the viral images would run yeah. in that, yeah? Yeah, in QMU or yeah. VMware, etc., yeah. etc. Et <coughs> so we can have nodes, like compute servers can be on different uh, hosts, like different machines. QMU, and we can have like, yeah, three nodes on three different uh, servers. Um, so everything is done locally here, uh, but for the nodes to talk to each other, uh, we use a technology called UDP tunneling. 
so the controller will tell uh, compute servers, uh, I want this node and this node to talk to each other using yep. UDP tunneling. And uh, we actually have a small uh, component called UBridge, which is uh, responsible to take, uh, to like translate from uh, one emulator technology to, to UDP tunnel. Yep. Like if you take VMware, you have a VMNet interface. Yep. So UBridge will take that VM VMNet interface and create a UDP tunnel to, to start the, the communication to the other node. Yep. So we create like a UDP tunnel between this node and this node. So UBridge will be running here and here. We have one UBridge instance per interface, yep. per node. And uh, so we create one UDP tunnel in one direction and one UDP tunnel in the other direction to have a bi-directional communication. Cool. So that's how we can uh, scale. You can have like... Um, how do you say it? <laughs> like a really large topology, yeah? Yeah, like a really large topology. And we don't need uh, to to use uh, technologies like VXLAN or oh, more wow. complicated things. So UBridge is kind of doing what VXLAN would do, like uh, creating that tunnel between different nodes, is that right? Yeah, yes. Like it's, more, it's simpler, but it's like really, it works well. So Jeremy, that's great. So just so that I understand, this is again the graphical user interface which could be like the executable running on Windows. Yeah. So you could have like a Windows machine with a GUI mm -hmm. and then you could have like a Linux computer with a GUI. Yes. Or in the future this could be the web UI. It like could a, be the web UI. A browser, yeah. And one interesting thing is uh, you perform an action in, in this UI, like yep. you, you drop an ad, it's going to appear on the other uh, user interface. So like in a classroom environment you could have like 20 of these yes. with a professor. Yeah doing stuff and then the students could see all those updates. Is exactly, that right? yes. That's brilliant. And they all use a REST API talking to the controller. Yes, the yeah, REST API and the controller has also something called notifications. Yeah. It's uh, with a WebSocket. Yeah. Uh, so we actually can tell uh, this node uh, stopped working to the UI. Oh, so it's I like see. a bi bi-directional communication between the controller and the user interfaces. So this is like a process running, is that on the VM, GN3 VM, or where is it's, this process? It's, uh, it's part of the GN3 server. Okay. So you can choose to, to run the GN3 server as a controller or as a compute server. Okay, so that could run on the GUI or on the VM, is, is that right? It, it, it runs inside the VM. Oh, inside the GN3 yeah, VM. Yeah, inside the GN3 VM or locally if you don't use the VM. Okay. Uh, and the controller can also be the compute server if you only run one around one instance. Okay. So, I mean, ideally, what users should be doing is they should be running the Genesis 3 VM, mm -hmm. and then the controller runs on the Genesis 3 VM. Yes. Um, and that, that allows you to have multiple user interfaces to that controller. Yes. Um, and whatever changes you make on one is replicated to the others. Exactly. Yep. And then this thing controls, uh, the controller controls, did you say compute? Compute servers. Yeah, compute we, servers. We, yeah, we call, that, we call them compute. And that could be like QMU, Dynamips. Uh, uh, yes, uh, then the compute server actually interfaces with the actual emulators like VMware, QMU. Oh, okay. So this yeah. could be like running on a Windows computer 
and Linux will Linux get, uh, and ESXi or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So, so you've got multiple GUIs. Mm -hmm. You've got like a central brain, which is a controller. Yeah. And that's talking to multiple physical devices, if you want that. Yes. And then each of those could run QMU or Dynamips yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Is that right? Yes, correct. Brilliant. So it's like really scalable. It's really flexible and we can have like many combinations. Like you, you, we can run everything locally or we yeah. can run everything completely uh, separated. Like you can run the controller on one host yeah. and compute servers on different other hosts. And yeah, it's completely dis disconnected. Wow. Okay, so the Genesis 3 recommendation is to use the Genesis 3 VM, is that right? Yes, especially on the Windows. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So QMU mm -hmm. is basically a hypervisor that allows you to emulate like different types of devices on a PC type thing. Is that right? Oh, yes. So it's similar logically to VMware or VirtualBox. Is yes. that correct? Yes, correct. But why can't this run like on a Windows PC? Uh, because um, QMU needs uh, something called nested virtualization. Yeah. And... Um, and uh, you, it doesn't exist on uh, Windows. So it's like QMU is mostly uh, a, a Linux technology. Yeah. Uh, so you, you have to run QMU on Linux to to get fa a good speed. Like if you if you try, to, you can run QMU on Windows, but, but it would be really really slow, especially yeah. with the la latest appliances, like huge appliances. They need lots of resources to run, and uh, yeah, you, you cannot do that on Windows. Okay, so that so that makes sense. So you that's why you have the Genesis 3 VM because yes. you can run QMU inside the Genesis 3 VM yeah. on a Windows PC. On a Windows PC, and that gets me to the next question. So is that why you need to have VMware rather than VirtualBox because you've got all of this stuff nested? Oh yes, yes. Like so you have the VMware and VMware supports that nested virtualization yeah. uh, thing. So you you actually so run the all these parts inside the VM. Okay. Yeah. So the controllers, compute servers, and emu uh, emulators. This could be multiple GM3 VMs yeah, on could, different computers. Yeah, could, could also be yeah. like uh, multiple uh, VMs. Um, and so to run a VM within a VM, yeah. like, so you run a QMU uh, appliances within the GM3 VM. Yeah. Uh, the the emulator like VMware uh, must support nested virtualization. So is it recommended today to use uh, VirtualBox, or would you recommend people don't no, use VirtualBox? No, we, we really recommend uh, VMware, because VirtualBox does not support nested virtualization, so you will be very limited. You, you can run Docker or small appliances, like uh, Dynamips, yeah. uh, but if you want to, to run the, the latest appliances from Cisco, like IOSB, yeah. etc., uh, you cannot do that with VirtualBox, so you, you must run uh, in VMware. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. So one of the questions guys ask is, isn't doesn't virtual sorry doesn't VMware cost money? Uh, yes, it does. Uh, you have the VMware Workstation Pro. Yeah. Pro. And that costs money. Yeah. That costs money. But you also have the uh, VMware Workstation Player. Yeah. yeah. And that does not cost money, but it's a uh, it's a bit less easy to install, but it works and it's free. Okay, so ideally. If I was if I was a Windows user, mm -hmm. I should have VMware Workstation Pro. Is that right? Ideally. Ideally, if you want to to pay for it. Yeah. Otherwise, you can still use a Workstation Player. So the best options are 
get a VMware product, so either Workstation Pro, if mm-hmm. you can if you can buy that, mm-hmm. or Workstation Player uh, from VMware, if you want a free product. Yes. So there's no reason to. You don't have to spend money basically for GNS3. No, 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 you, you don't. Because GNS3 itself is open source. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. And then you can get player from, from VMware. VMware for free. Um, and then the only problem is you need to get images. So like iOS yes. image you have to get from Cisco. Yes. Okay. So what about ESXi? You can you can run this on ESXi as well. Is that right? Oh yes, like just like you will do for the VM, you could, you can run everything in uh, ESXi. And ESXi is free. So uh, ESXi is, is free. Yes. So you could run. So in other words, this and these components, mm-hmm. what you've got is VM here. Yes. Would all run on ESXi. Yeah, you can just like ESXi. You can run everything in in ESXi first. Uh, and then these would be like Windows or Linux or Mac. Yeah, any, or anywhere where you have a network connectivity to ESXi. So you just need IP connectivity. So this could yeah. be hosted anywhere. And yes. that gets me to the next thing. So this could be hosted on the cloud, yeah? Oh, yes. And then this would just have a tunnel to packet.net, is it? Oh, yes. You, we, we have this. So you, you can create a VPN yeah. between your, uh, your local machine yeah. running the user interface to packet.net or any other provider supporting nested virtualization. And that's an important thing. It needs to be nested yeah. virtualization. Yeah, it so needs to be nested virtualization. So could you run it on Amazon or? Uh, I think Amazon started to to, pro- to propose uh, instances that support nested virtualization. I never tested it. Yeah. Uh, but in theory, it will, yeah, it will work. So the recommendation today is to use packet.net. Yeah, packet.net is uh, the one we recommend because it's bare metal. And uh, but with uh, easy provisioning, uh, so you can start uh, instances quite quickly. Now you've, I know you've, you, we've, we've briefly mentioned this, but I know you guys are working on a web UI. Uh, yes. So the idea is rather than having uh, like in Windows an executable that you run locally mm-hmm. and then you connect to the VM, all you would have is the VM and then it, it's just a browser. Is that right? Yes. Yes, it would be uh, much easier for to install GNS3. Uh, because many many of our users have yeah. uh, issues like having the their user interface connect to the server or the GS3 VM, like because of antivirus blocking the yeah. network connectivity or many other many other issues. Yeah, so I mean this is great because all the user would have perhaps sometime in the future mm-hmm. is have a VM mm-hmm. and then the, a browser pointing to it and then they exactly, would control yeah. everything. Which we will just distribute a VM. Okay. Everything included, 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 excepting the appliances themselves. Yeah, so you can't, you, you're not legally allowed to give mm-hmm. iOS images. Even away. if you get free, free appliances from Arista or Cumulus, uh, you will be too big. Like the GS3 yeah, would, would be. That's a good point. Too big. Yeah. Yeah. So you you don't want to bundle the appliances because mm-hmm. it would be too big. Yeah. That's a big thing because like Cumulus is like a gig or something just oh, for the yes, appliance. Very big, can, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Great. So I mean that's sort of perhaps next year, maybe next year, 2019, uh, we would move to having, we'd still have this if you want that. Yes. And then, but if you don't want that, you would have the, the web UI, which is essentially just a browser. Yeah, in, yeah, everything would be inside the VM. That's great. That's brilliant. Jeremy, can you give us an idea what what kind of operating systems are supported here? Like what what's supported here? It's just if you can like kind of list sort of what, what a user needs to have for this part and say this part. So basically user interface can be any operating system. Yeah. 
Um, we, we support Windows, uh, Mac OS, and Linux. Uh, but for the backend part, so server part, uh, we really, really recommend to use Linux. Yeah. Uh, and that's also why we, we provide uh, the GNS3 VM for our uh, Windows users. Okay, so that's an important point because I get asked this a lot. If I'm running Linux, do I need the GNS3 VM? No, you don't need the GNS3 VM. You can run everything locally. Uh, but if you don't want to spend time configuring everything yourself, uh, you can just use the GNS3 VM. Oh, okay, so I didn't know that. So you could, you can, so you got two options with Linux. Yes. You can run all of this on like a Linux PC, yeah. Um, but then you have to do some like configuration to, to make this all work, is that right? Oh, yes. Or I can run the GUI on my Linux and then install the VM on the Linux. And Linux, yeah. But it's not necessary. It's not necessary, not for, for Linux. But if I'm running Windows mm -hmm. and Mac OS, I should use the GNS3 VM. You should use the GNS3 VM or a remote server, uh, which is Linux. Which is like ESXi yeah. or something like that. Yes. And the reason for that again is because like this is not it's, supported on yeah, Windows. It's mostly yeah because of QMU and all the recent appliances that needs to lots of resources. Uh, yeah. You need nested virtualization for them to work uh, correctly. Okay. So again, this on the UI side would be Windows like ten, Windows eight, seven, yeah, like, something like that. Yes. And then Mac. Mac or so, and or Linux. And Linux. Yeah. And is there any preferred flavor of Linux? Would it be Ubuntu or what uh, would you recommend? We, we support like a Debian okay. based uh, distributions like uh, Ubuntu, Debian. Yeah. Okay, great. So this is, okay, again, so Windows, uh, Mac or Linux, this has to be Linux, but yeah. you make it easy by providing a VM. Exactly. Okay. So again, Windows, Mac, you need the VM, Linux, you have the option. So I, I didn't know that. I thought you didn't use it, but you can if you want to. Oh yes, yes. You, you can. You can install everything yourself on Linux, and you don't have to worry about the VM. So if someone's new to Genesis 3, mm -hmm. do you have any tips or tricks you would and recommendations? Like what are the best practices you would recommend? Uh, so, so when you install Genesis 3 on Windows, uh, we recommend to whitelist yeah. the Genesis 3 in your antivirus. Yeah, so antivirus is a problem, isn't it? Uh, yes, antivirus is uh, a big problem for us, yeah. for Genesis 3, because they, they kind of flag us like as a potential threat or yeah. and things like the IP communication between the UI and the VM uh, does not work. So like we we have users complaining like, oh, my, my Genesis 3 uh, UI does not find the Genesis 3 VM or cannot communicate with the Genesis 3 VM, etc. etc. Yeah, so so you wouldn't recommend necessarily disabling antivirus entirely because that's that, that could expose you to viruses, obviously. Yes. But you need a whitelist mm -hmm. GNS3 as an application yeah. yes. on your antivirus. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, the what, sort of one of the biggest issues you guys have, like complaints, is it's typically going back to antivirus or perhaps someone doesn't have the right hardware. Yes. Um, so if they whitelist GNS3 and they have they 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 go into the GNS3 documentation and they look at the the, the minimum requirements for GNS3 that will solve a lot of problems. Also, yes, the user trying to run too much in, with not enough resources. Yeah. So that uh, can be a problem too. They, they need to make sure they allocate enough memory for the VM. Yeah. Because if they try to run like a big topology in one, one gig of RAM, yeah. it's not going to work well. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that's a good point. Extremely slow. Because the QMU devices would need like 500 meg yes. for one. Yes. And if you run 10 of those and you've only got 2 gig or whatever for your whole VM, mm. it's not going to work. No, it's, no, it's going to be extremely slow. And from a processor point of view, if I understand right, you correct me if I'm wrong, is like if you run iOS V, which is mm -hmm. a viral image, you're running one operating system mm -hmm. within QMU, which is running within Linux, yes. which is running within VMware Workstation, say, mm -hmm. which is running on Windows. So you've got all these nested layers, and uh, a, yeah, if you need a good, uh, good hardware to, for, for that to run smoothly. Yeah, so if you haven't got a good machine, um, could you still use Dynamips? You can still use Dynamips, yes. And the advantage of Dynamips is you can run it on this. Oh on yeah, the, you on can the run UI everything locally. locally, you don't need a VM. But of course you cannot uh, use all the recent uh, viral uh, images. And I mean, that gets to another thing because a lot of guys think that GNS3 doesn't support switching. But it does, it does if you've got a viral image. So you if, get iOS yes. V layer 2, yes. you can do like almost all the switching like, stuff. Yeah, 90% 90, 90 or a bit more. Yeah, but the, the thing to remember about that is you need to run it on the VM because you need QMU yes. and you need decent resources. Yes, uh, yeah, you need recent uh, computers yeah. uh, with the CPU supporting nested visualization. Oh, that's a good point. So yes. the, the actual hardware on your laptop yes. or your PC needs to support VTX? Uh, VTX for Intel uh, CPUs or uh, AMD V yep. for AMD uh, processors. So they have to, if it's not enabled, they have to go into the BIOS of their yes, computers? Yes, usually it's, I think it's enabled by default, but yeah. uh, they, they, they need to make sure it's uh, enabled in the BIOS. BIOS, BIOS yeah. BIOS of the computer. So I mean, that's, that's happened to me. So if you boot up the Genesis 3 VM, mm -hmm. does it give you a warning? Uh, usually, the VMware will give you a warning if you if you try to enable the uh, state virtualization uh, and you, you try to power on the VM. Okay, so VMware will give you will give you a message yeah, saying that nested virtualization yeah, is not enabled. Yeah, no, not supported or something. Okay, great, great. That's brilliant, Jeremy. Thanks so much for no spending some time with me. Everyone, I just want to say thanks for watching and thanks to Jeremy for firstly creating GNS3 and secondly for spending some time with us explaining the GNS3 architecture. Thanks, Jeremy. No problem. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. Be sure to visit David's YouTube channel at David Bumble, where you can subscribe and watch all of his videos. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Catch you next time on the David Bumble Networking Podcast. All the best. Take care.